When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. We are live. But boys, there's no there's no time for our idle chit chat today. Let's just get right into it. Mirror man, mirror man. You twist and turn my mind until I Good morning and welcome to a new edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. We've just played in the League Cup and we've lost again. We've got absolutely walloped by West Ham United. It was a kudos game uh, that made me regret us not signing him this summer. I'm joined by Johnny. I'm joined by Matt. Uh, We're going to get through this. We've got some some things to talk about today, guys. Um, Let's do a little temperature gauge. Matt, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm sort of um, going in two directions. There's part of me that's actually really quite annoyed and there's part of me that's just like, who cares? I hate the Caravel Cup. It's a complete irrelevance of a competition. So I'll probably be oscillating between the two for the next hour or so. Johnny, are you uh, one of those never liked her anyway type of guys or do you have some deep love for the Caravel Cup? No, absolutely. Um, You know, I mean, never liked her anyway. Move on. Let's go. In the, the day, I'm with Matt. I've, the, the biggest frustration out of today, more than anything else, was having players put, you know, running through their legs that didn't need it. The Carabao Cup, I couldn't give two shits about being out of. I'm not interested in it as a competition. These are my preferred options in the Carabao Cup. Winning it, obviously. Out first round, out second round. So we got our third choice. Like, I don't, I don't, we don't need any complications. A gallant loss in the final. Bullshit. We got bigger fish to fry. But the fact is, is now Saka and Martinelli have had 30 minutes in their legs pointlessly and Declan Rice um, similar as well. So, yeah, kind of a mixture, Pete. Yeah, I, I, I've never had, I've had one good experience in the League Cup. I actually went to the last League Cup that we won, which was like 1993. No, Steve Morrow. Steve Morrow, yeah. Double winners, double cup winners. That's one of the earliest recollections in the old Wembley with the Twin Towers. Yeah. Did they call them the Twin Towers? Yeah. 
They did call them Tin Towers, didn't I? Was like, oh, uh, I'm getting mixed up with something else here. Yeah, like, I don't know um, if they did. Well, I don't they know. They did call them. There was two of them, right? Um, there was. It was. It's been a while now, to be fair. Probably, I do remember that. that yeah, yeah that, was, that was that was nice. Wooden, some wooden seats in the stadium. I think I sat in plastic ones. But whatever. Um, I don't have any love for the Carabao Cup. And listen, I'm, I'm with you, Johnny. There are bigger fish to fry. Champions League is more important. FA Cup is more important. Premier League is more important because we're actually in the mixer on that front. Um, I don't think we need to be messing around today. No more chit chat. Hottest, hottest of takes. Hottest of takes. Three hottest of takes. The AOP. Hottest of takes. Make it spicy. Johnny Cochran, I'm going to go to you today for the first hottest of takes. Where are you taking it? Yeah, well, um, what I would say is I'm going to kind of uh, double down on what I said about bigger fish to fry. And the reality is, is we never what i'm most disappointed by out of all of this is it's not that we're out of the competition as i said i'm i'm fine with being out of the competition i'm most disappointed with players that we have in and around the squad you know that we hope to be able to draw upon to be able to come in and make a difference and they've all been given opportunity and so many of them have underdelivered and it's i'm disappointed for them as players because if they don't use this as an opportunity to get in, when are you going to get game time? One or two of you, maybe. This is your moment to step up. And I know it's not an easy game away at West Ham, but ultimately, we need we need people putting in big performances to break through. So, you know, my hottest of takes is that I'm I'm disappointed, not because we went out, but because so many players have blown a shot to really um, impress. Matt Candela, it's really difficult to come up with a spicy hot take when you don't really care about a competition, but I'm going to ask you for one anyway. Where are you going to take it this week, Matt? How can you spice up the room? Win on Saturday. Win on Saturday. That's all that matters. And if we do, no one will ever, ever remember that this game even happened. Maybe it didn't even happen. It becomes irrelevant. Don't win on Saturday, and suddenly it's a bit like Manchester City. They lost to Newcastle in the League Cup. They lost a Champions League game, lost a couple of league games, and then they had to sort of recalibrate after that. So you can't let single defeats turn into anything more. Win on Saturday. The biggest concern for me was that it felt very Chelsea-esque. It felt like that Chelsea performance. Yes, we were undone by, you know, a, a foul on a goalkeeper, a deflection, uh, you know, pretty some really sloppy defending and a pretty incredible finish from Kudos. But... Um, you know, to put two performances like that in the space of, you know, 10 days, that's that's not ideal. That's really not ideal. Two of them. Um, but win on Saturday and it's all forgotten. That's all that matters. Nice hot take. More, more of a cold take, if anything. I, did, I didn't feel any emotion. I just felt like I'd been reassured with some hard, log- hard cold logic. Um, oh, this, my... will, this will bubble up, though. If we don't win on Saturday and we've got two defeats in four days away from home, yeah. and, then you, and then the only win we've had is against a poor Sheffield United team. In, in, you know... Matt going back in with a chilli sauce there. <laughs> uh, my... Some salad with that. <laughs> yeah, my, my hottest of takes is I got everything that I wanted today. I, I, I honestly... I honestly don't care about the result. I got eight rotations in the team. We lost, and we lost. We lost early, and there was an element of bad luck in the first goal. Like West Ham recorded what zero xG in the first half. We controlled the game for the majority of it. 
But then when we lost it early in the second half, there wasn't a lot of effort expended to chase the game. So I don't feel like that's going to do too much damage um, to the legs. I think that Mikel Arteta obviously made it clear pre-game he doesn't really care about the competition. I think when you've got you know a, a squad that's like dropping like flies, it's very difficult to go too hard at them when you're in the Champions League and the league. And we're out of a cup that doesn't matter. I don't think I would be sitting here in February if we'd won the League Cup doing laps with my shirt off in the back garden drinking a Peroni. Just don't think I care about it that much. And I think other fans tend to mock fans that celebrate the League Cup. It's a nice, it's a nice day out if you're Southampton, not if you're an Arsenal fan. Well, I mean, Man United won the Carabao Cup and look at them. And this, um, hopefully James Berry is correct, but he said, he just read a tweet that said the next Carabao Cup game would have been before Anfield away in December. Don't I mean, need it. No one needs that. And I bet you it would have been against Liverpool. I bet you we would have been playing Liverpool away twice in three days. I guarantee it. That that is so spot on. I, I fully back that to be fair. It would it would be gruesome and we'd lose the first game and hope that we could even split it and probably not do that. The team yeah, would no. stay up in Liverpool for two nights on the sauce around Christmas and then play the <laughs> Yeah. So all right, let's uh let's let's move out of the hottest of takes and let's get into the first the first question of the day. Um did Mikel Arteta want it out there today, guys? Did you feel like that was an Arsenal performance or did you feel like that was a second-gear performance where nobody really cared that much? Does Arteta have it in him to tell his players to take the foot off the gas or is that not elite mentality? Matt, where are you taking this one? Oh, he definitely wanted it and we definitely could have had it. The game changed, really, when we went 1-0 down. Um, sort of because it was against the run of play. We were playing well. The atmosphere was as flat as a pancake. From both sides. All you could hear was the Arsenal fans, but even they didn't sound that loud. Atmosphere was as flat as a pancake. You go 1-0 up in this and, and it's Arsenal cruising to a 3 or 4-0 win away. Uh, but that goal just gave them a bit of a hope, gave them a bit of a glimpse. And then we, I think we just thought, well, well, we'll win it in the second half. And we just didn't expect them to come again after us. But did he want it? Yes. He brought the subs on. But I feel like the body language of the substitutes, the way we played... We couldn't string a pass. We could have. We, we could have played there. We could. Have, we could still be playing. You know, we were never gonna, never gonna come back into that game. So, um, yeah, I think he wanted it, but I think um, I don't think anyone's going to be too upset. Johnny, did the game feel a little bit like Carling Cup games felt under Arsene Wenger towards the end? Like a lot of sec second stringers not really pulling their weight. Do you think Arteta wanted it? Mute, mute, Candela. My goodness, I'm not renowned for that, but that is a shocking one. Yeah. So, apologize to you, you both of you and the audience. Okay, and How can I also I? say that in the last couple of podcasts, you both have been muting, and I've actually been perfect. <laughs> We've been muting on the job, actually. The mutes, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, we might have to change the moniker then to one of us, but um, anyway, um, so Art, look, Arteta. Um, I definitely think he wanted it. He wanted it because he's a winner. He just wants to win everything. Um, and I think he would have been obsessing. And, and the other, other thing, which not much was made of, but I do think there's that relationship with David Moyes, obviously he's his ex-manager. And I do think that he respects Moyes, and, but ultimately wants to beat him. Similarly to, you know, his relationship with Pep Guardiola as a mate, but this was more of a, you know, one of those father figures in the game, I'm sure. 
so I definitely think he wanted to win it. But what came out of it for me is it's just a reminder that the way that we play at the moment, and we know that it's effective football because look at our results, look at where we sit. The way that we play, it's like a finely tuned machine. And I was thinking, I was looking at this, I'm thinking it's like it's like a Ferrari engine, right? And when you put like crummy petrol into it, it doesn't run smoothly. And, and it may actually be less efficient than, you know, your bog standard Ford, you know, um, hatchback. But when it's, you know, finely tuned and put and the right fuel put into it, it hums perfectly. And I looked at some of those parts today that he had on and I'm like, they're not fit for purpose, unfortunately. Like they might be able to come in as part of a two into the main core, but we do not have a backup team. Not not everyone does, of course, but we certainly don't. We don't have a backup unit that can consistently play at the top level with just them. That is what it said to me. So, yeah, we're a finely tuned unit, but um, I, I do think there are limitations to how deep our squad is. £65 million petrol? What about that? <laughs> I, One for later. I'm, I'm not... I, I, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I don't think Arteta could ever say that he didn't want to win a game. I think you start losing a little bit of credibility out there. But I think you can see by how deep he changed things that maybe he wasn't too fussed about the outcome. One thing that I guess is worth noting in the other games is Man United put out a pretty strong side and got absolutely walloped by a Newcastle second string. Eric Ten Hag, he's not lasting. He's going to be out before December. Unbelievable turnaround for the League Cup winner. Um, but yeah, I um, I think the I think you're right, Johnny. We can rotate a little bit, but we can't rotate too heavily. And to be honest, there aren't many teams that can make eight changes and hit the ground running. It just felt limp. It felt like there were some real underperformers in there. Um, didn't feel like any of the second stringers truly stepped up out there today. I was quite disappointed in uh, Fabio Vieira in particular. Um, wasn't you know? I, well, I'm hoping for a little dead cat bounce out there to make amends for my shocking prediction last season. But it doesn't look like Fabio is going to do that. I'd be su- wouldn't be surprised if he's out on loan by January at the rate he's going. But um, yeah, I guess. Arteta wanted to win, but the the substitute said he didn't really care if he lost. All right, let's move on to the next subject. Oh, my God. Matt Candela did a beautiful podcast with David Seaman. Beautiful podcast with David Seaman. There was a lot of of defense of Aaron Ramsdale. Um, But one of his points that he made is sometimes when you're under pressure as a goalkeeper and you feel like you've got to chase a game, can make you make more mistakes. Matt, I'm coming to you on this one. Aaron Ramsdale had a bit of a howler out there tonight. Some of the kicking wasn't quite right. Some of the handling wasn't there. He did get unfairly punished for the cross uh, and the own goal early on, but it felt like he was a little bit out of position and he does like to get into those wrestling games. Matt, what did you make of the Aaron Ramsdale performance? I mean, pretty pretty poor. Um, It wasn't even the actions. It was more what you could just... he's, He's a guy who wears his emotions... Uh, on his sleeve and from the first moment for me he looked unsettled he looked anxious he looked jittery he didn't look confident he looked on the back foot um and he looked like someone who was trying to like shove all those emotions down and be the 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 confident keeper that you know he was trying to be but you could just see it was written all over his face and I think you saw him trying to encourage the forwards on more. 
put his foot on the ball, do all the things that David Raya has been doing. But in the process, it's a little bit like he forgot his own game. Um, and he just didn't look comfortable all night. And then, you know, the key moments, he was fouled, but I thought it was a corner put in because they know he doesn't like those corners under pressure right on him. He was unlucky with that. But then, you know, you've got to be stronger. Um, not that you can save anything with an own goal. Uh, a deflection. It just, you know, the deflection, he got a hand to it. You, if you want to get your way back in, you've got to make a world-class save and he couldn't do it. Uh, losing 3-1, it was it was sad, to be honest, because I think, I mean, as far as, as far as, what, what I think we saw tonight is Raya Ramsdale debate is now officially over. I love people in the comments are like, oh, here comes Pete with his agenda. I'm, I'm on an opinion podcast. Of course, I've got an agenda. That's the whole reason I set this thing up. Jeez. The, ah. the, debate, the debate's over. The debate's over. Um, Johnny, <laughs> you were you were a badge carrying Ramsdalian for a very long time. You spoke up about the young man early on. Um, do you think that performance put the nail in the coffin? And um, do you think that he just isn't dealing with the pressure of competition as well as we might have hoped? Well, one thing that I do think, you know, similarly to Matt, I think any notion now that Ramsdale is somehow being kept out of the team unduly and there's some, you know, extra curricula going on around why he's not in the team. No, he's just not. He's not the best keeper. And Raya has his issues. I'm not saying that he doesn't. But as Matt said, you know, it's over now. Like I don't, I don't think that anyone should even really be talking about it. Not a great performance. You're, you're now the substitute goalkeeper. What do you think? You know, you're gonna, you're gonna get by way of opportunity to prove that you should be starting. This is it. You can't have that game. You can't have that game in this game because realistically, that's probably gonna seal your fate at the club. You, you're destined to be a B now. Um, we've moved on. And when you see that game, it's easy to understand why. Uh, just you know, just on on that, when you look at the goals, I think you were being a, a little generous, Matt, when you said we're wanting him to make a world class save. I don't think that's how you, you have to be world class to save that. It's it's just, it's not a shocking error, but you, I want my keeper saving that. I'm afraid it's it's next. The kudos, the kudos one. You yeah, your... you've got to. If you've got no, to, I it, think it, you... I think the Kudas one was was the only one. It was the uh, deflection. No, the deflection, the deflection. Yeah, the one that he, got, he get he gets a hand to it. I need that. I need to see that away. So you know, I don't. I, I really feel like he would be very disappointed with his own performance there, and he'll be coming away saying, um, you know, just one quick final point on that. I think Aaron Ramsdale is... We know that a lot of players are confidence players, but Aaron Ramsdale, with a ball at his feet, he does when he's not in rhythm, he just, just does not look the same. And I didn't know that he would be like that, but he looks like he is not ready to step in. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with Matt. I'm with you, Johnny. Uh, I, was, I was hoping that he would put in a performance that would make Arsenal fans go, ooh, maybe he could. Like you, I want competition for Raya. I don't think he's been that good. Um, this season, I mean, he's been better, but all of all of the problems were put out on show. Um, you know, the the bad kick early on in the game, um, like whether Arsenal fans want to engage with this idea or not, he is targeted by opposition. People stand in front of him, and people grab at his shirt because they know he'll react. 
And he doesn't concentrate on the ball. He concentrates on the man. And I know the first goal um, from Ben White was a foul, but David Raya just doesn't get in those situations because he's so much more confident. He doesn't need to get into a wrestling match. And I thought the handling for the, you know, the, the one that he deflected into the goal, didn't think that that was particularly good. Kudos shot. I mean, unbelievable. Like a, a, a weird kind of perfect miscontrol to set up the goal in the first place and a great finish. But overall, you can just see the difference in mood. Raya's made mistakes, but you know that Raya's got a few more gears to kick it up to. You know that he's a little bit calmer. You know that the kicking's better. And the shot stopping is just solid, you know? So um, I, I feel a little bit sad about it. I was hoping for a good performance because you felt you're feeling like the millions are dropping off him. Like a Chelsea going to put a fifty million pound bid in for someone that had a performance like that? Probably not. Like it's looking more and more likely that January will be a loan move versus uh, a quick fire sale. But you know that's the way it is. And uh, football is absolutely brutal, and so is Mikel Arteta. But he didn't help himself tonight. All right. And when, and when people say, uh, I think there's a comment here just saying, uh, you know, you, you've you've uh, you've you've changed your tune in the last few months. It's like. Yeah, months is a long time in football. And, you know, that's player <laughs> form fluctuates. Coaches change their mind. Mikel Arteta's mind was changed by the running last season. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, but, you know, that's you're only as good as your last game. And I think that's that's really come home to roost for Aaron Ramsdale. Sort of sad to, sad to see that a little bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Well, the Ramsdale conversation is over. We're going to move on. I'm going to talk about somebody else that had a bit of a stinker tonight. Kai Harvards. <laughs> uh, oh God, for fuck's sake, Kai. We're trying to, I'm trying to work an agenda for you, my friend, and you're not doing anything <laughs> to help me. Like I'm in, I'm in the gutter. I've got a bottle of whiskey. It's poured all over my pants. Uh, I need. I need some help out here. I'm struggling. Kai Harvard's had another stinker, not really showing up. That's some of the basics, right? But where's the bang bang in that performance? Um, Johnny, has he got him? Has he got it in him? Can he make it, please? Oh, I don't know, mate. I, I, I had I had my head in my hands so many times tonight. I want him to do well in a game like this. It's like, come on, it's, this should be the fucking Kai show. <laughs> you, you're trying to show us that you're ready to step up to the big time, big games. It's just such a frustrating player. I know, I know he can be. I don't know how good he is. I'll be honest, but I know he's better than this. And it's just like, what are you doing? He's got a touch like the park railings at times. Head down, <laughs> hand dog expression. The guy just doesn't want to. Like, are you are you here? Are you are you present? Like, what's happening? Just you're going wet. I don't know. I don't want to just keep banging on him, but some some people would rightfully point to the price tag and say that's an you know accelerant for everyone's kind of ire. And I do get that. Like he didn't ask to be bought for that much money, but the fact is, is that's how much you got bought for. And you are so far off that it is scary. And you know, yeah, I, I don't know, guys. You you. <laughs> You might have to take over on this one. I, I haven't really got much more. I'm, I'm just getting really frustrated with him. Matt, what do you yeah. mean? Yeah. You've, you've been a fan all, of him, but you're waning. What's going on? All we want is for him to be a success. That's all we want. And we're so desperate for him to be a success that just the slightest glimpse of anything 
and we're getting excited and we're warming up and we're thinking that even a good touch could make you think he's he's coming back the fire's rekindling but you know and and i see all this stuff on online it's like oh he won more jewels and he did <laughs> He's gone from a Champions League winner to a top jewel winner in the Carabao Cup. And if you said to me, <laughs> if you said to me, um, which one of these is more likely? Uh, he gets player of the month in the Premier League this at, it's at some point this season, or he's on loan back in Germany next season. Which one's more likely? I'd say it's more likely he's back on loan in Germany next season. He looks absolutely lost at left eight. And I think there's something that could work up top because I think he's contributed against Manchester City. He's contributed against Chelsea in that nine role. But if we spent 65 million on a nine and bought Kai Harvards, I mean, that's mismanagement. Um, I just, I'm just not seeing any glimpse. He always just seems to want to get rid of the ball. And I was told Van Persie, he's a cross between Van Persie, Berbatov and Dennis Bergkamp. I mean... If any of them have ever ever had such poor control as he had tonight, I'd be staggered because he, he, the most the, the biggest indicator we had of Kai Harvard so far this season is that MLS tricks competition, that skills thing. I mean, that was actually the most accurate indicator, right? It was it was that, and uh, yeah, it's 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 getting worrying. It is getting worrying, yeah. He looks bereft of confidence, doesn't look like he really understands the role. And the uh, the only get-out-of-jail-free card I can see is if we put him back as a number nine, and he wasn't exactly very good at that, was he? Like, scored, like, five goals last season. So um, Arteta's got some work to do on that player. And you, you, it doesn't even feel like, oh, he just needs one performance. Because it doesn't feel like... You, you know, like, Darwin Nunes, it was absolutely terrible last season. But he was getting in great positions over and over and over again. Like, his XG was really good. You could see that there was a player in there somewhere if he could just get a little bit of composure. I'm not really seeing what Harvards is bringing to the table at the moment. And I know that there's a good player in there because he scored a goal in a Champions League final. But you know, we're we're in November now and we're still not seeing that player. So uh, The only I, thing I that I, I, I could vaguely understand was this idea that when we're in possession, we're almost player 4-4-2. Or, or he goes up and moves out of midfield and almost becomes that like traditional number ten, like the two, like the Burkamp role, like the Berbatov role. Um, but you know where you get the ball and you found that space between midfield and attack, and you're operating with those little flicks, the slide rule passes, all of that sort of stuff. But instead, I don't want to say it, but it, I will say it, it feels like he hides from the ball. Feels like he gets himself and tucks himself behind defenders, next to defenders. So the only thing he can do is a one is a simple one touch pass. And I, that's not fair because I'm not a football tactician, and Mikel Arteta knows far more than I do. But that's he doesn't look like a player who's always trying to find space. He always looks like he's got someone right next to him. Um, another thing as well, which. I don't know necessarily where it would come in in our running order today, so I think it sits quite well here. Zinchenko today, I actually thought, had one of the more encouraging performances. Um, when he was playing inside, you know, the way that we've started to see him inverting, still defensively he's got issues, which we saw um, for the kudos goal. Couldn't track people, not fast enough. 
But I thought he was really good in that kind of, you know, in the, in the centre of midfield. And a lot of people have been saying about him maybe playing, you know, partnering Declan Rice when Party's out. And I think that's another guy that I probably would prefer than Kai Havertz playing in, in, Havertz playing in that position. So for the one position that he seems to be going for, I think there's four or five names that might be ahead of him now. And like, and that's just me being honest. Like you've got to give us more than this at this stage. And yeah, it, it, it looked like it felt like a puzzling move when we first bought him. And I've seen nothing to kind of calm me down on the matter. It, it, it's getting worse. I, I really hope something starts kicking in soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. Listen, he's a quality player. Madrid tried to sign him as well. There's a player in there, right? This isn't like, oh, you know, we've signed a 17-year-old from, like, Lille's second team. This is a player that has pedigree. It has had it in the past. Um, so we just have to keep faith. I'm sure Mikel Arteta... Normally you, get, normally you get a glimpse, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work through this, mate. Like you're not doing me any favors. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a positive light on this as, uh, as I can. Um, but you're not helping. All right, um, let's move on to to domestic cups. Domestic cups, guys. Do we have to say goodbye to domestic cups this season? Do we have to just accept? Look, we're Champions League. We don't really have a full built-out Champions League squad at the moment. And domestic cups are going to be bottom of the pile because we'll probably roll the dice on Champions League, which feels like it could be winnable if we have a lot of luck. And Premier League, which is ultimately the most important thing because it ensures Champions League um, continuation. And it does feel like we're the second best team in the UK at the moment. Matt? Yeah, write it off. Write them off. I agree with what Johnny said, which is the best outcome is a win. And then the second best outcome is a defeat in the first round. And I think it's the same for the FA Cup as well. And I grew up lo- loving the FA Cup, where you spend the whole day watching it, and it was it was massive. Um, but I think those days have gone. The Champions League's got too important. The league is too competitive. Also, it's, when, when those were the days, it hadn't been twenty years since we last won it. You know, when we were competing for the FA Cup, it was it didn't feel like it had been so long. So now we our focus has to be the Premier League. And then build out the squad more and have a proper go at the Premier League and Champions League. We're not winning the Champions League this year. Uh, we've just got to like, I, I love the optimism. I, I could easily say that after a couple of beers, I might even believe it. We're not winning the Champions League. We've got to win the league and we've got to not mess up by overextending ourselves in other competitions. Um, what I really want to see is young players get blooded in these cups. When you go out in this game, the benefit of hindsight, it's like, why couldn't you have got... Why couldn't Miles Skelly have got 20 minutes away at West Ham at the end when you're 3-0 down? Why couldn't Ethan Nuaneri have come on and experienced what it's like to play in an away game at the the London Stadium in front of 60,000 people? I think that would have been better for their development. I think they would have learned a ton from that. That's my biggest regret. And that's what I see the role of the domestic cups being. And so much of it, though, does depend on the draws. You know, if you're at home... I think it's worth, you know, seeing what you get. But away from home against local opposition, it's always going to be tough. Yeah, agree, Johnny. What do you think? Domestic Cups, are we writing them off this year? Do we even write the Champions League off? Is it just all about maintaining our relevance in the Premier League and usurping Manchester City, who look absolutely brilliant, but have wobbled a tiny bit this season? (laughs) We absolutely do not do that. We, We can't afford to do that. Yeah. One of the things that we have got to now, 
is that we can't say that we've got a good enough squad, as Matt was kind of alluding to, to know that we could compete seriously for the Champions League and the Premier League. But I think we've got a good enough squad so that we can get deeper into the season, knowing that we're, you know, where we are in both of those competitions and then making a, a more directed choice. If, for instance, we fall away in the league and we're, you know, through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, suddenly those games t- take complete precedent. I don't care about the league at that point. Can we do something in the Champions League? We've already beaten City this year. City are the best team in Europe, certainly on paper. We've got every reason to think, on our da- if things go right, we could win the Champions League. It's simple as that. It's not like, wow, that would be a crazy story. We we have the capacity to do it. I'm not saying we will, we could. Do I think we can win the league and the Champions League? Very unlikely. Would I take either of those in a heartbeat and call it the best season in, you know, since I have been, you know, at a much later stage in my life? You know, I mean, I was at uni enjoying times when I felt like this, you know, a level of anticipation and happiness around Arsenal. So I would say we need to keep out as many horses in the race as possible. I do think that's the case. And whilst I am, you know, happy to write off the League Cup, the FA Cup does have a little bit more clout and credibility. You know, if you win an FA Cup and you've had a real go in the league, you can package that up as a nice season. If you win the EFL Cup and you've had a go, it's like, yeah, that is quite good. But the FA Cup is still a serious trophy. It's just the least serious trophy. So, no, I don't think we're considering at this process needs to be punctuated with success, i.e. trophies, I don't think we should be jacking in any of those other competitions like the FA Cup uh, prematurely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that maybe we could have a little run in the FA Cup because also the, the likelihood of winning the Premier League and the Champions League this season is slim and going another season without Arteta winning a trophy feels like that will start to drag on him a little bit. Obviously, think that even if he doesn't win a trophy this season, he's still the best manager for us. But you need a little party at the end of the season. And an FA Cup party is one of the best in the business. And uh, going to Wembley, getting those young players used to lifting silverware would be important. And uh, you also, you know, like as much as I don't like the League Cup, Mourinho would always prioritise the League Cup as the first trophy that he'd win whenever he went to a club. Like he just wanted any sort of silverware because he believed that um, silverware breeds more silverware. And this young squad don't really have much of it at the moment. And this young squad needs to get something. So hopefully we go all in on uh, on the <laughs> FA Cup. All right, guys. I don't um, think we need to go that far, that comment. <laughs> we might struggle for top four if Havertz keeps starting. I, I know. Don't, I... People, it's such drama queens, such drama queens. All right, guys, um, we've done 33 <laughs> minutes. I don't really feel like I want to go much uh, beyond this. It's been fun getting it all out in the open. Do you have anything else that you want to share before we go? Uh, I I want to do um, <laughs> look. I know this is just a bit of a bloodletting, which we need sometimes after results. And I know some some people legitimately might be listening, going, "Okay, just leave everyone else alone." You know, I want to say the name Fabio Vieira. Incredibly disappointing today. Really, just on the absolute fringes all the way through. Disappointing. And again, like. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to draw this out too much, but I would love to have seen a bit more from Eddie today. After that hat trick, go and hurt West Ham, and 
you know, it just wasn't there. It was just disappointing from a lot of guys. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. But there were a few a few performances you just wished that there could have been something. It could have started a whole new narrative. So Eddie apparently hasn't scored in his last 18 away games, mm. which is an interesting stat. So scores at home, can't score away. Uh, interesting to think about what that might mean for Newcastle. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think we all sort of know that Eddie's not going to score at Newcastle. Um, any other co- any other things we should be addressing from people in the comments? I thought Jorginho was good. Uh, someone mentioned Jorginho. I thought Jorginho was good today. I thought, did he go off injured though? Because it looked like he was in some some pain. There's always a reason that we need to play Mobile Nenny at a certain point in the season. So it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if he uh, if he went off injured. We don't need a Moel Nenny starting at St James's Park on Saturday, do we? No, but the thing about Moel Nenny is he's he's got a good game in him every now and then. And and uh, I'm sure you guys may be right. We know on his day he can score a worldie in in, in the in the Camp Nou. You know what I mean? Like, do you remember that goal that just completely went under the radar? El Nenny's got a great performance in him every now and then. It's just that. Yeah, you don't want to hang your lead. I don't want to see it again. Really. I don't want to. I don't want to see Big Mo out there. I love the man. I love his big smile, but I don't want to see him on that pitch. Ah, uh, dear, oh dear. Uh, all right, yeah. Funny. Avon, it's it's unfair to discuss Fabio because he showed real skill in blending into the background and not being seen <laughs> for ninety minutes. Absolutely oh, rubbish. Still, listen. Um, we'll get over this. Newcastle away. See, the thing with professional footballers is they don't carry baggage like you do in the comments, like you two do on this podcast. <laughs> they don't carry that emotional baggage. They will totally forget about it tomorrow. They'll be in bed nice and early, and then they'll be gearing up for that Newcastle game. And I tell you, that is an important game. The anemic Zorro. Losing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. On, uh, <laughs> on, on that last piece of slander from the comments section, we'll say ciao for now. Just remember, if you like this, we do patreon.com forward slash the Arsenal opinion. We do before the whistles. Johnny does his ratings. I'll sometimes come on with a little solo piece. Uh, Matt will occasionally get a friend on the internet and do a little interview with him that he puts out exclusively. Um, so if you like that, it's just uh, it's five bucks a month. Nice and uh, nice and easy to deal with. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and like that post. Come on, smack that like. It's a horrible game, but at least we put out 30 minutes of content. And um, yeah, I guess we'll be back before the Newcastle game, but it will be alive on the whistle this weekend. It's going to be a spicy one. So Johnny, Matt, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I'll say ciao for now. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.